This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello and welcome to another Toonami Pre-Flight. Hopefully you enjoyed our Momocon panel and then the replay of that Momocon panel. Uh, we're back for another in-studio episode as we crank through Paste Magazine's top 50 anime series of all time. Yeah. Um, we're in the, I don't know. Still in the 40s. 40s. Yeah, we're still. Slow, brick by brick, yeah. making our way through. Uh, today we're this show should have been higher on the list. Actually. Yeah, I was gonna. Wasn't me. It's all about. Wasn't me. It was. It's just an aggregate voting. Yeah, it was whatever got the most votes in the thing. So I, your vote didn't necessarily mean my vote didn't mean shit. Yeah. Well, no, you didn't get a vote. Yeah. Right. But like, my vote didn't necessarily just because I liked a show didn't mean it made it to the top ten. Right. Um. Or the top twenty, thirty. Yeah. Uh. So today we're talking Gurren Lagann. Um, which I think is somewhat device divided in terms of people. I think either hate the show or really like the show. There oh, are really? too many people I don't think who are just sort of like, yeah, it's fine. I haven't seen anyone that hates it. Um, people I think it was pretty universally beloved. It's. I think that there's a big fan base, but the people who don't like it, I think, strongly don't like and why it. Why don't they like it? Um, most people think that it's not that it's doesn't make. Like, if you look at it from a plot standpoint, that it doesn't make sense, that it's just pointless How could you judge an anime like that? And that seems to me to be a fair point. What anime's plot actually does make sense? Well, what shonen's plot right. really, when you boil it down? These are not my complaints. That's crazy. Um, they're stupid. Those people are stupid. The You're stupid if you don't like. You're stupid about Gurren Lagann. Here's why. That's what I have to say about that. Cool. We're moving on. Uh, no, I can Probably. talk about it forever. Um, so the show came out in... 2007 in Japan. Was it 2007? Wow, it feels like longer ago than that. And then it was licensed by Manga Entertainment, which then went under and sub-licensed it, and then it was sub-licensed to someone else. And then finally, it came around to Toonami a couple years back. We finally got the ability to air it. Um, and... We knew it probably wouldn't do well because ultimately it's a giant robot show and those never do well. But Sadly when you have enough. the chance to run a classic, you just go for it. Um, and it didn't cost that much money. But Gurren Lagann went for 22, Seven, 27 episodes. And then there was a movie that happens like 20 years later um, after the main story. And it was not from a manga. It was an original. And it was a... It was a Gynax, yeah. right? Yeah, it was right before they turned into Trigger. Um, it was a Gynax production, and uh, it was directed by Imaishi, who did has done a bunch of amazing stuff, but he worked on uh, Kill a Kill, worked on Our Fooly Cooly, um, and a bunch of other things. So uh, the plot is a little crazy. It's uh, basically humanity lives underground. They're forced to dig... Uh, 
for new settlements ever deeper into the ground because the surface of the planet is completely controlled by Lord Genome or whatever yeah. his name is. And he dispatches giant robots to basically kill anybody who sh- who pops onto the surface. I can't remember why he doesn't want humanity on the surface. but It's his, I think, to make some apologies for him, his view is that ultimately this is what's good for humanity. That the only way that people are going to survive is through this subterranean digging. So it's sort of the end justifies gotcha. the means. But I think when you're wholesale slaughtering anyone who comes up, <laughs> yeah. perhaps your motives could be called into question. So the story focuses primarily on two diggers, uh, Kamina and Simone, who uh, Simone is sort of a downtrodden kid. He's picked on and he's a digger. And uh, Kamina is his buddy who's sort of more of a, an outlaw. And they together find a core drill, which is a key um, to a one of these robots that's crashed under the ground, and they start operating it, and end up basically slowly building a team that ends up leading a resistance against Lord Genome. Um, and it's all about giant robots and transforming robots. And you know, uh, Gurren Lagan are is the name for the two robots that come together. Um, so it's a really terrifically animated show. It also has a lot of heart and. It's the pretty much the perfect blend of comedy, drama, action, some sad, some sad, some giant robots, some goofy stuff. Um, to me, it's sort of what you want in a shonen, uh, especially a giant robot shonen. Um, so even when it came out, it was pretty much immediately recognized as one of the better giant robot shows ever made. Um, and I don't think that reputation has changed in recent years. Did the best for us, well, I guess. Other than Gundam Wing, back, yeah. but uh, of any giant robot show we've ever aired, um, until Gundam: The Origin. <laughs> uh, so let's check out. Uh, we were very excited when we got it to Toonami. So let's check out our. Uh, who cut the promo? Was it Sarah or Johnny? Uh, I think it was Johnny, but okay. I'm not. 100% I think it was Jonathan Ray. Uh, let's check out our Toonami promo for Gurren Lagann. Digging tunnels, day after day, that's my job. This village is all we have. We're sick of being cooped up in this little town. It's the young who are going to break out. Youth of this town, aim for the surface! Kamina, there's something you've got to see. I think it's running. Can we drive it? little fuzzy with the Howard pronunciation. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's anime. Uh, 
Let's check out a clip. Uh, I can't remember what clip I pulled, but it'll be cool. So let's check it out. Punched a hole through reality. <laughs> yeah, that's later on in the series when the alien anti-spirals show up to throw the moon into the Earth and stop humanity from happens. growing and being a threat to the it galaxy. It's in it the happens. pocket universe. It would be nice to imagine a, a world in which humanity's potential was so great it's, that they had it's, to I don't stop remember us what the, the planet. I don't remember what the number to. is, but it's just the census came in and there were too many people. It's like, like you oh, hit too many number people. and it's like, yeah, you hit... 
you're going to reach critical It's not mass. a huge number. It's like a million people or something that feels like would have been a while ago, but it's like, you know, yeah. eventually you're going to fuck this all up, so we're just going to kill you to make sure everything's cool. I mean, all they have to do, uh, judging by today's, is just let us ruin it ourselves. Yeah. Uh, well, that's Gurren Lagan. If you haven't seen it and you like uh, robot shows or team-ups <coughs> or, or Gynax, you should make the effort. It's very good. Uh, don't listen to people who don't like it because they don't know what they're talking about. I agree. That's true for anything. Not always. No one who doesn't like anything knows what they're talking about. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Uh, so moving on to today's subject, uh, which we got from Gurren Lagan. What's your favorite underground movie? Literally, meaning... The story takes place mostly underground. Yeah, it's a mostly under story about living under the earth. So with that in mind, my first pick is a classic film from 1970, and that is Beneath the Planet of the Apes, which is the sequel to Planet of the Apes. Uh, when it was released, it was rushed into production not the original director was not on board the original composer was not on board the original writer was not on board charlton heston did not want to be involved in the sequel but he was contractually obligated plus they paid him a shit ton of money so he shows up more in a sort of cameo he bookends it so the movie concerns another astronaut that crash lands on this future earth feels like a bit of a cop-out and then uh, it's a good movie. I mean, all the Planet of the Apes movies are good. No, no, so. I like the movie even just in terms of a plot. It's like. Yeah. So they crash lands on this earth. Uh, and we start the movie with Charlton Heston's character and his girlfriend, Nova, who have ridden away from the Statue of Liberty from the end of the first movie. And Charlton Heston's character disappears and is taken somewhere. Then this guy crash lands. He runs into Nova and he realizes that she knows Taylor. And so he rides with her into the city of the apes, even though she's telling him, that's a bad idea, dude, and is immediately enslaved. He escapes from the apes and ends up going underground into these caverns where he starts hearing voices in his head. And it turns out there are mutant humans still living underground who have been irradiated over thousands of years from nuclear wars that have happened. And they now have... Uh, they can. They have ESP. Basically, they can speak to each other with their minds, and they are worshiping a giant, unexploded nuclear weapon uh, as their god. Uh, so they want to sacrifice uh, Taylor and Brent. I think is the other guy's name. And they make Taylor and Brent fight each other with their minds. All this other stuff happens. Eventually. They escape. The apes find out where they went. So the apes become aware of this underground mutant cell. And so the apes are invading. And then a whole bunch of dark shit happens. It's probably that if you could imagine an ending darker than the original Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes gives you that ending. So basically, no one listens to Taylor's warnings that this bomb will kill everyone because it's like primed and ready. They kill Taylor. So they kill Charlton Heston. He gets he, he gets shot. They kill Brent, who we've been following the whole movie. They kill Nova. And then right as everybody's invade, running into the room, Charlton Heston just says, fuck it, and presses the bomb and blows them all up and blows the entire planet up. Uh, Zora and Cornelius, the two friendly apes, are in uh, – somehow they get the spaceship active of the guy that crash landed. And this explosion throws them back in time – 
to our original timeline, and that and they crash land on Earth, and that's how you get the next Planet of the Apes movie. So, but the end of the movie is—I just want to read this—is a whiteout, and then voiceover narration says, "In one of the countless billions of galaxies in the universe lies a medium-sized star, and one of its satellites, a green and insignificant planet, is now dead." That's the end of the movie. <laughs> really dark. Uh, it takes place mostly I, underground. I do wonder how much of that is Charlton Heston. Guaranteeing that he won't have to do another Planet of the I mean, I don't think he, yeah, I don't think he, since they had Zora and Cornelius escape, I think they intended to keep doing, but they just didn't want to do any more. Yeah, in that. They smartly smartly said, okay, we started the story with the apes already taken over. over. Now let's go back and see how they did take over, which is what Matt Reeves decided to do when he did his apes trilogy. But I'm here to tell you guys, there is not a bad Planet of the Apes movie, except for the Tim Burton one, which is a piece of shit. But even then, the makeup's really good. But most of the Planet Planet of the Apes movies' ratio of hit and miss, pretty high um, for a sci-fi franchise. Uh, Wearing monkey masks in the 60s. Huh? Wearing monkey masks. I mean, those masks won an Oscar because the makeup is amazing. Um that's probably one of the reasons they kept doing them because people were just like, whoa, this looks amazing. And it's really just a really talented makeup artist. Um, next up is another one of my favorite underground movies. Huh? Yeah, oh, I didn't show the clip. Yeah, talk so much. All right, so yeah, here's the trailer from 1970. Pretty great trailer, too. Planet where apes evolved from men? There's got to be an answer. Don't look for it, Taylor. You may not like what you find. Damn you! Three thousand nine hundred and fifty-five. Charlton Heston as Taylor, a twentieth-century astronaut, space wrecked in the incredible future. Linda Harrison as Nova, a savage beauty from the enslaved and voiceless human race. They're marked for target practice. James Franciscus as astronaut Brent on a reckless mission to rescue Taylor. Trapped by the swaggering, brutal master race of apes who dominate the Earth. A planet shattered by the atomic war of a distant, forgotten past. Where are you going? Into the Forbidden Zone. Someone or something has outwitted the intelligence of the gorillas. Envade! Envade! Face the terrifying dangers of the Forbidden Zone with them. Engulfing you in the shattering experiences that await beneath the planet of the apes. Well, there's an intelligence working in this place. They know we're here. We are determined to know what the apes want. War or peace? The superintelligent mutants. Are they human or something else? In their church, an unspeakable god. Doomsday bomb. Behind their faces, an unbearable secret. We don't kill our enemies. We get our enemies to kill each other. 
the irresistible war machine of the guerrilla army versus the devastating secret mind weapons of the subterranean mutants in civilization's final battle to answer the ultimate question. Can a planet long endure, half human and half ape? Is it the beginning or the end? I got bad news, folks. It's the end. <laughs> it's not the beginning. Well, I like how the, the promo most he used every minute of Charlton Heston footage. Like yeah, to find. make it seem like he's, he's in the movie for maybe fifteen minutes out of ninety, and, and they he's, use he's in it. the two minutes of the three minute. Yeah. So uh, next up is uh, one of my favorite horror movies, and a movie that uses the idea of being trapped under tons of earth in a very terrifying way, and that is the descent which is about a group of female hikers uh, who get trapped. They go spelunking, and shortly while they're spelunking pretty in pretty short order, one of them becomes injured, and they realize they don't have the map uh, or a proper way out. And then, as they're freaking out about all of that, they start getting attacked by subterranean creatures that live underground who are disgusting and horrifying. So it's fear of the dark, fear of being trapped, uh, and then monsters. Pretty great. Um, so this is, uh, I think, a clip from The Descent, which just shows you, I think, the creatures starting to have some fun with these these folks. So let's check it out. Dead animals. Hundreds of them. This is not good, guys. Can we get out of here? Which way? Come on. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? There's no breeze. It could be any one of these tunnels. Take your pick. Oh, fuck it. Hello! Please.
Probably That's why I don't to, go spelunking. Probably the thing to do when you're in the dark and there are creatures who clearly don't need light to see is to turn all the lights off so you can't see and the creatures can. Seems like a bad plan. Yeah. I think just not to judge, but to panic and just run around in a circle is probably not the most effective. Yeah. I mean, either. not that I'd be but doing when not that I'd be doing better. I would just shit in my pants and die. Yeah. But uh, when they're crawling through the like even just in, yeah, before the they see him and they're crawling it's just, it's just super like tight and they're like trying to get through it's just a nightmare no, i could never do that no uh so then uh finally is a classic underground movie that's also a horror movie from the 80s and that is the great chud which stands for cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers there was also one sequel called chud 2 bud the chud which is really good which involves one chud named bud but uh chud is about uh, in the 80s, there's a uh, fashion photographer who is basically slumming, taking photos of uh, New York homeless people. And he starts discovering, along with a cop, that uh, there are people disappearing uh, underground in the subway, uh, people being murdered or being disappeared. So, long story short, they find out that many years ago, the city decided to store toxic waste underground in the unused subway tunnels where nobody would know it was there and it has mutated the homeless people who live down there into cannibalistic monster creatures so it's somewhat of a commentary on you know obviously the homeless homelessness epidemic in New York at the time uh, it's also a ridiculous and hilarious horror movie so uh, let's look at I think this is a good a clip from Chud.
pretty hilarious. Uh, it was. Uh, it did not do well when it came out. It, it uh, was widely derided. Uh, yet Unfairly. did well enough to make a sequel and um, cult classic. Over the years, it's become a cult classic. You can get a two disc special edition of it, which I have and enjoy. Nice. So those are some of my favorite movies that take place underground. Uh, well done. Uh, first for me is 2014 as above, uh, as above so below, which is a terrible title. And in fairness, this movie is borderline a piece of shit. Yeah, I never, but I never saw it. They do a really good job of subterranean creepiness um so it i don't think of myself as claustrophobic but whenever i see a movie that's in tight spaces it definitely makes me uncomfortable um and makes me not want to go in those places so maybe it's just that i avoid them to such extent that i don't i mean i don't think i I understand why people go to the catacombs in paris but i don't want to go somewhere that's just piles functioning of 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 dead people like it just feels like you're asking for piles and piles of bones so this movie is a woman who's She's like a historical alchemist or some made-up bullshit. She's looking for the Philosopher's Stone, which is historically a bad plan. Uh, she escapes somewhere, Iran, and finds herself in Paris. <laughs> Holy and shit, this movie's even more convoluted than I thought. That's like the first 20 minutes, maybe. <laughs> that's insane. And then that, then I thought it was just two losers on vacation in Paris and no, they no, go no, to no. the catacombs and they're monsters no, down there. No, no, it's so much more layered than that. <laughs> um, then... They find themselves down in the catacombs, and that's when it starts to become terrifying, just because why the fuck would you ever go down there? Um, Then they find some guy who was supposed to be dead. Uh, Why they don't think that's going to be a problem is beyond (laughs) me as well. And his plan is the only way out is down. So fuck that too. Um, How the fuck is that the only way out is down? That I don't know. Make any sense for a historical alchemist? You would think she'd be more on the ball than climbing down to get out, but who knows? Um, so this is the trailer for As Above, So Below, which not the amazing trailer, but this is a found footage movie, and it's really undergroundly scary, um, which is sort of why we're here today. But um, it's really better just to. Skip the first 15 it. minutes, not, and then it's good. You're not selling the it. The plot really. sucks, but being underground, they do a really good job. So let's check it out. My name is Scarlett Marlow, and I'm a student in urban archaeology. 370 feet beneath this point is a hidden chamber that might contain a critical missing piece of our history. How are we supposed to get down there? The catacombs. There are 200 miles of tunnels right underneath our feet. They're holding the remains of six million corpses. Stop. This is the empire of the dead. These are human bones. We go through here. Let's do it. Keep it slow and steady, yeah? I think I'm stuck. Just breathe, me, Please. It's okay. What was that? I think I am. What the hell do we do now, huh? We can't go back. We should just keep moving. Tell me we didn't just go in a circle. It's exactly the same. No, everything's upside down. What happened to the entrance? Wait, there's something here. Oh my god. What the hell is this? When I was a kid, we had a piano that looked exactly like this. I used to play it all the time. The A4 key was messed up. What's going on? 
read that? According to mythology, that's the inscription over the gates of hell. And they should be made to crawl on their bellies to enter the kingdom of darkness. Did she hear that? So there's a portal to hell under the Paris catacombs. Allegedly. Um, much like the trailer, just skip the first 20 minutes of the bullshit setup and then get right to the creepy undergroundedness and you'll do yourself a favor. Uh, my next movie is Ryan Reynolds' vehicle Buried from Rodrigo Cortez in 2010. Um, Mr. Reynolds is locked inside a coffin with only his Zippo lighter and a cell phone, um, which is not an ideal scenario no. if you find yourself in um he unless you are beatrix kiddo in which case you just fucking <laughs> yeah just slowly one punch, punch your way out of the one way. inch punch yeah. all your way up um right the movie starts and you don't know why he's in the coffin and he doesn't know why he's in the coffin um and then it's you he starts to slowly put it together but basically the entire thing takes Make place phone calls. yeah um turns out he was drunk the night before and his buddies played a prank on him yeah so it's he's really just in his living room but they're just fucking with him um they're just dropping dirt on him. <laughs> but uh he remembers that he's been there been kidnapped in a terrorist uh attack and the terrorist calls him on the phone and they have they I ask for five million dollars. I bid you. <laughs> um and uh he calls the State Department and they tell him, Go f- hopefully you have a crowbar and a shovel in there because we don't negotiate with terrorists. And then it sort of devolves from there. But uh for taking place entirely within a coffin, uh it's a pretty compelling movie. And it must it's have sucked to film. <laughs> super awful to uh, watch as well. I don't ever want to see this movie again, uh, but I did think it was good. So let's check out the trailer for uh, Trapped in a Coffin, which is what they should have called it. That's a real bad trailer. It is. And the font really sucks. Um, it's a long time ago. 
pre-iPhone to where it was a big deal that somebody would have a mobile phone. Now it's just like, obviously he has his iPhone with him. Um, but Obviously the, the, the terrorists wanted to have a phone, right? So they could talk to him. Yeah. They made sure you could still get signal six feet under earth and... I think the We're coffin like, okay, now we'll acts as a natural antenna. Okay, let's just, call him, see if he's got the He money. can just touch it, and then it's like when you need to lock your car from uh, far away, and you gotcha. just put it in your gotcha. body and electromagnetically. Gotcha. Um, last for me is Midnight Meat Train from Ruhi Kitamura, um, which the plot of this movie, you're going to have to bear with me for a quick second. Um, Bradley Cooper is an investigative, or he's, he's a photographer, and he's trying to find the gritty hard shit. Hey, so he finds Chud. Yeah, which is I've, clearly the inspiration for this movie, but they decide to take it in a slightly different direction. This is uh, a series of serial killer murders that uh, Bradley Cooper is investigating, and he starts putting the pieces together. And unlike every other movie that's been made like this, he finds the person, and for some reason, no one else believes him. Um, and he thinks that one Vinnie Jones, horrifyingly portrayed here, is a serial killer, and I feel like that's just typecasting. Just because he looks like a homicidal maniac does not necessarily mean that he's a killer. The fact that he is, in fact, a butcher in the movie probably leads some credence to Bradley Cooper. The cops don't believe him. He starts following them around, and then the shit hits the fan. Um, This is a scene that just sort of shows you some of the hilarious violence uh, that is in this subterranean subway nightmare. Uh, And ostensibly, this is to show that the subways are, in fact, safe. But ironically enough, they are not safe. <laughs> hey, tell your wife to relax. Sweetie, I take the train every day, safer than walking. But you hear these stories. That was ages ago. Look, no graffiti, air conditioning works, you can understand the conductor. It's a new century. We're getting off the next stop, so you can do what you want, but uh, we're getting off, okay? All right. Fine. You know what? We can go back to my place and uh, we here can cook us a nice romantic dinner. Did we just miss our stop? I have to talk my wife into that. I think you're into it, actually. You were cool with it. Wait a second, honey. You know, it's uh, it's a cheap line. It's cheaper than the place. Maybe if you didn't sleep the rapidly, you'd actually enjoy it. She's been checking me out during the place.
That's supposed to be the hamburger head off with. <laughs> I believe that is what they're going for. Um, if you like what you see, there's plenty more of that in Midnight Meat Train. Isn't there a sequel, too? Oh, I don't know. Is there? I think there's more than one, yeah. One o'clock Meat Train? Yeah, you know, you had uh, two movies I haven't seen on here. That's unusual. Uh, I recommend Midnight Meat Train. No, no, as Midnight Meat Train I've seen. Oh, okay. I meant uh, as of oh. so below and buried. Oh, I thought you had seen buried. No. Oh. I'm not a Ryan Reynolds fan, so. What? Maybe, yeah, I know. A movie that's all Ryan Reynolds seems like. And, uh, that's not Clearly. Well, I mean, there's the cell phone and the lighter, too. It's a, sure. It's a, it's a triple. Yeah. It's a triple threat. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a flashlight, too. They give him a lot of sources of light. Well, the phone is a little bit of a light. No, no, but they, they, he also had a flashlight at one point in the clips. The uh, actual flashlight. I admit. I guess they gave him a flashlight, a lighter, and a phone. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see what the Adult Swim Facebook uh, choices for favorite underground movie. Labyrinth. The Matrix. The Goonies. Of course. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Day of the Dead, all good choices. And the Toonami Facebook picks for your favorite underground or movies that take place underground are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Matrix, The Descent, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, and City of Ember coming up, bringing up the rear with a surprise visit. Generally, when you when things, what I'm learning is that generally in a story when everyone's underground, good stuff isn't happening. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of good things. That uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox maybe is the yeah, but they're above ground too. But Bug, I feel like Bugs Life, I guess, they're yeah. ground for a while there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about what we got coming up this week. Um, what we don't have is unfortunately the episode for Dragon Ball Super yet. We will have it in time. For oh, but air. why don't we use the time to explain what happened with the previous episode? The slowdown. Oh yeah. So. You, if you've been watching Dragon Ball Super lately, you've seen that there have been some uh, S and P requirements. Is that, I guess, the easiest way to explain? Um, that no, there's something the, called there's something called a Harding test, which is and that basically basically because of Pokemon back in the day when Pikachu did his attack. It caused a bunch of epileptic seizures of people viewing the episode that had epilepsy. sensitive to strobe to strobing effect. So they invented something to deal with it in television called the Harding test, which is a test that they run a clip through to see how fast it's strobing and gauge whether or not the likelihood it would cause someone to have an epileptic seizure is high or low. If it's judged as high, what they will do is slow the the clip down, and they have a like a formula so what they were doing is the last couple episodes of dragon ball have these fights that were happening super fast and they were not passing the harding test and they didn't tell us this they just did what they usually do which is okay we'll slow down the clip and just turn it in and that's just the network's process so they weren't telling us they were doing it so we didn't know and then you guys made us aware so we went back and basically, we made a deal, so they're still going to slow them down, but like instead of four frames, it's two frames. Yeah, it's, it's there's one. There originally one frame of cuts, which is very short, and they were slowing it down to four frames, and we have negotiated slowing it back down to two frames, which makes it much less noticeable and much better. So hopefully, you guys will agree. But that's why all that happened. It's and we. It's just. There'll be a disclaimer to let people know if you do have a sensitivity. Be mad at your epileptic that. friends. Don't be mad at us. Don't be mad at them either. Just seems like a. Don't take it seriously. 
it's just a clip that got slowed down. You can see it uncut somewhere else, probably. I don't know if we wouldn't be encouraging people to not watch these things. Evidently, there's nothing I can say that's right, according to... Well, you just so far here. have been... Why don't you just keep going and talk about what we got coming up next? So we'll have the episode in time, but we have not had the... Uh, don't won't have it in time for the topical for this week, but we do have the topical for Promise Neverland, which will be premiering tomorrow night at midnight. And here's that spot right now. On the next all-new episode of The Promised Neverland. We're getting Norman out. If I run, you or Emma might end up getting shipped in my place. I couldn't bear it. The Promised Neverland, Saturday at midnight on Adult Swim. And then we also have a Sword Art Online Alicization topical uh, for Saturday night at 12.30. And we can check that out right now. On the next all-new episode of Sword Art Online, Alicization. What the hell? Don't think about anything. If you keep thinking about it, your eye will explode. Sword Art Online, Alicization, Saturday at 12.30 on Adult Swim. And then finally, uh, Lupin the Third Part 5 is going to be premiering June 15th. Uh, and we have a spot celebrating that fact and showing you some of the clips assembled in an order that will be exciting to everyone to see that show. Here Look we go. at that description. I'm psyched. You've stolen enough money to live in luxury for the rest of your life, right? No shortage of ladies either. I have always wondered, why risk the danger of being a thief? Why keep at it after all this time? Get down! Eliminating intruders on sight. Things really getting kind of hairy. The perimeter has them surrounded. Move in right away. Lupin, you're caught in quite an interesting game. Hey, Lupin, I can't hold out much longer. So are you ready to die on the third? It's just like the Assassin All-Stars are out tonight. Hold on! The Master Thief is back. Lupin the Third, Part 5. Premieres next Saturday at 1. Only Toonami. And what's your diagnosis, Doctor? Because it's exciting. Very good. On Adult Swim. I am psyched. Sounds like a lot of good stuff. Couldn't tell from your description. Um, and That's next why up... I said it. Huh? That's why I said, just in case there was some confusion, I am psyched. You could just say it in a way that makes it clearer instead of having to explain afterwards. Even though I just said something and sounded like I wasn't psyched... I promise I'm psyched. You could just say something that does and save yourself and the listener additional time. Time is short. Uh, so I'm going to cut right to the chase. Uh, this week's Adult Swim single is track 42 out of a total of 52. Uh, and it is by The Armed, who had one of my favorite um, noise metal records last year. It's called Featuring Frank Turner, which is a confusing title, but that's those... Wacky armed guys, they have a sense of humor. Um, so this is a wonderful new track. You can get it at adultswim.com slash singles. You can check it out on the Adult Swim Spotify playlist, the Adult Swim Singles Spotify playlist. And here is a sample of it right now.
come back next week for uh, another new single and for the rest of the 10 weeks we have left and we will keep feeding you new music and that brings us to a conclusion yep I'm not gonna go underground anytime soon fuck no like never no I don't even have a basement in my house you don't don't you have a uh, well cross basement no even creepier no thank you I have a basement um I don't like going down there, but it's, yeah. it's pretty clean and airy. Sure. You could convert it to an apartment if you wanted, but yeah. I don't like uh, being underground. Don't go to the subway. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think when I do go underground. Uh, wine cellar? I don't have a wine uh, cellar. I wish I did. Fallout shelter? I don't have a fallout shelter. Um, baseball dugout? I don't have a baseball dugout. <laughs> um, that's really technical. I think that's it. Yeah. There's no other it. practical I guess that's why all underground stories are like creepy things or things that are like uh, another world because hmm. you just can't imagine being underground. Well. Water well. Oh, a well. No, I don't have a well. Uh, you should get one. I get heard, off the grid. I, I hear they're good. Yeah. All right. That's it for this week's episode. We'll see you next week on an all new one. Bye. Thanks for watching. Tsunami every Saturday night from 10.30 to 3.30.